0: You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio broadcast. Uh, turn the
1: music up inside my session. These folks gotta
2: hear my
3: message.
2: Bringing balanced black radio to the masses.
3: What's up, everybody? This is DJ Fusion at the syndicated worldwide Fuse Box Radio broadcast, bringing a balanced back to black radio each and every single week with a mix of old and new school music, commentary, and more. This week, we got a special um, podcast which features audio from the Emerald City Comic-Con 2018 panel, Black Heroes Matter, which was moderated by David Walker, who's behind Luke Cage and Panda Ape, that included actor Phil Lamar, Maisha Hines, Sanford Green, Tamika Scott, and more, which got into a whole bunch of things in regard to the roles of black people in science fiction, fantasy, comic books, and more, and their particular impact on society, which became even more important because of... The obvious um, Black Panther movie drop A decent success that it's had Folks can check out more of what went down at Emerald City Comic Con, their official website Comic-Con.com. You can check out a bunch of Fusebox Radio broadcasts Happenings at our official website FuseboxRadio.com F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-O Dot So give this joint to listen, check it out We got plenty more content coming down the pipeline And as always, thank y'all for your support If you like what's going on down with the Fusebox Radio broadcast, you can go ahead and give us ratings on your favorite podcast app of choice, and we're going to keep it moving, all right? Fusebox Radio, Like Heroes Matter panel over at Emerald City Comic Con. Peace. (laughs)
4: Um, Some people might find that redundant. I do not. Um, I am not going to start by having a conversation about why Black Heroes Matter. I'm assuming if you're here and you're interested in the topic, you agree. So I'm not we're not gonna spend the next 45 minutes convincing you. <laughs> if if you don't agree,
2: there's a door. <laughs> okay,
4: be that as it may. Um, I do want to talk about Black Panther a little bit, um, because one of the things that besides it making trillion gazillion dollars (laughs) Um, it's obviously making an impact and there's also movies like you know Get Out which is not a musical (laughs) Um, which um, you know obviously by its numbers and it's up for you know an Oscar making an impact but we're still having these discussions that you know, diversity is not necessary, D- diversity is redundant, diversity is, you know, SJW nonsense. Um, I, look, I did, I, I'm just reading my timeline. Um, so, <laughs> but what I want to talk about is Black Panther in its effect on what we've seen and where you guys think we can go from here, how it affects um independent comic book creators as well as actors and the work that we're going to see. So now that Black Panther has exploded, what do you guys think? Is it a flash in the pan or is it the Black excellence that we always knew that it was? What do you guys think? (laughs) Each of your mediums or our mediums? Well,
1: for me, actually it was amazing. after the movie, my parents immediately called me after they wanted to know everything about Black Panther, including the comics. Like, my 50-plus-year-old are just like, so what do you know about Black Panther and the comics? Do you, do you know where I can get them? Do you know where it starts? Like, the <laughs> fact that, you know, these are people who, like, they'll go see the Marvel movies, like, but they have no interest in, like, actually reading the comic books, but now, suddenly, you have people who are bringing, being brought into the fold of, like, the entire world that they hadn't realized before. They're, they're thinking, like, hey, this kind of stuff not only reflects me, but like there are people who are making these movies about us. There are people who realize that not just like we have a voice, but also like we can be engaged in it. Just like as what we were like, you know, previously casual fans from like maybe not even fans at all. Before. So I think that's that's amazing.
5: anybody else?
2: I love that the term colonizer has now entered the mainstream <laughs> Oh, Wait, are
4: you kidding? In every meeting now, I'm like, are you done? <laughs> are you done?
5: <laughs> and then I bark. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would so be <laughs> to
2: bark. Like...
5: Oh, wait, no, I wouldn't. They don't like technology. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, like, what i hope to
2: say now is that, like, the stories we tell, it's okay to get specific. About an experience, Um, yeah, just that. Like, it's you know, it's okay to, uh, you know, Black Panther is a universal film, I think, but it's still kind of a very specific experience that talks about a very you know specific uh, relationship. You know, the relationship between Africa and the diaspora. And that's something we've never seen on this level before. And I'd love to see more of it. I'd love to see us have that dialogue in different cultures as well. So, you know, hopefully this is... And, you know, it's important as well that we have social media. Like, this is happening in a time when we have technology that we can have a global conversation about these things. And so hopefully this is, you know, this is a question. And this is for you.
4: <laughs> um, don't hate me ryan if you say you don't like this movie you're getting jumped you know i'm right? <laughs> 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 any tomatoes
0: at me yet uh i have not seen Black like that oh.
4: I'm just letting you know, we're spoiling all the things. It's you late. Like right. <laughs> I'm
0: one 16th Jamaican, you know, so I got like 15 jobs. Yeah. I don't have time for, to go to the movies a lot. I probably. But
4: this is the one
2: movie that I'm going
0: to need to see. I am. See. And Trust I'm like, me. You not watch. already like, grilled okay. me on this. Well, no matter what you saw, it, you bought a ticket though, right? Just keep buying tickets. That's okay, <laughs> next am going to fix that. i had two separate people buying tickets and I'm back. I'm too busy. I was okay. That's okay. Like, I don't pick out the
4: money. money. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. Ryan, Ryan, what yeah. you doing at the panel? Because there's a movie thing on the
0: screen. <laughs> I was just told that 20 minutes ago. So, uh. <laughs>
4: we could knock you out and do it. I'm just saying.
0: Okay, wake no, up. No, I, be I in movie. I, room I room will here. see it. Don't worry. Trust me. I will see it. Uh, and I won't wait to watch it all. But <laughs> um, uh, you, you do understand the phenomenon, right? Oh, trust me. I, okay. I, I've been in the, I've been here for you know in this industry twenty plus years, and the uh, growth that, that I've seen, and you know the changes that that. I, when I first came, in, I never really, uh, uh, really thought about it too much about like oh, look, these black characters. I just thought of them as just like you normal know, characters until you know years within the industry, and I started hearing the, the narrative going around in different groups. Of I remember even seeing, like, you know, like, the token black guy. Like, you see, like, a cast of this superhero team, and then suddenly one guy, like, it's like he's there to, like, uh, make the black people happy or something, you know? I kind of, <laughs> of saw it, and, and, and to me, it, it, that's when I really started to play in my mind, like, okay, what's going on? There's something really going on. I, my explanation on this is because I grew up kind of sheltered, really religious, Grew up in the Caribbean, so I didn't really have the experiences of a lot of Black Americans have until I literally here
3: to America, and I started slowly changed. But but you know what? This is why I think you're gonna really
4: like the movie, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna let Phil answer, and then yeah, I'll yeah. come back to your yeah, answer no problem, because I, I, I want to tie this into this. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? Um, an I answer and answer as John Stewart. No, i <laughs>
0: No, this, this movie is incredibly significant on a number of levels. Uh, my hope is that it will be the Harry Potter. Because, like, Harry Potter made people read books. You know, people who weren't reading before Harry Potter said, I'm going to start doing this! You know, and it, it is potentially a game changer on that level. Like, you were talking about, your, your parents were saying, hey... Let me read these comics. It could help, you know, it could affect the comic industry in that way. Um, my my worry is, having been in Hollywood for 30 some years, I know that the people in the positions of authority generally learn the wrong lesson. Yeah. And I keep trying to think, like, what do they even get wrong? Like, <laughs> like yeah,
5: sandals. Heroes have to have sandals. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna and so like, no, no, we're gonna
0: re- cut the ending of Deadpool and put him in sandals. He's
5: like, no, that's not the point.
0: Um, All the black cookers in this movie will be bald. Don't
5: <laughs> 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 no worry, cut my hair. Um,
0: but to me, the real true significance of it is the way this movie is great is what I mean when I talk about the person. Because, to me, diversity is not just about rainbows. It's about quality. I mean, the reason we want different perspectives, you know, different representations, is because it increases the likelihood of shit being good. You know, I mean, there's a reason not every superhero got bit by a radioactive substance. It's like, well, there's Spider-Man and Batman. And, you know, like, they all have different origins, because we're all, we all want different stories. You can't just tell the same story over and over again and have it be good. It, it, at some point it becomes, you know, diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. So, with the more you add into it, the more diverse cultures, the more diverse perspectives, the more, I mean, that's thing. It's like, even when it was all white guys, there were different perspectives. Right, and, that, and that's what was so beautiful about the movie, is that
4: there were different perspectives, and I love talking to people who say it wasn't diverse. Now coming back to Ryan's comment about um, being
5: at least well, I was gonna say first gentleman. You you were were you born in Jamaica, Ryan, or were
0: you born here? Actually, I that's a Jamaican joke. I'm actually from the Virgin Islands. Okay. Which why runs- are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: fighting yeah. yeah. them? Because Virgin Islands don't rhyme with nothing. People say, "What
4: part of Jamaica are you from?" Like, Wait, what part of the What part of the Virgin Islands? By the
0: beach, um, <laughs> wait, you, wait, you know. Wait, you trying to tell me you know more than one part of the Virgin Islands? Like people say, someplace you know. No, it
4: might be because well, my mother's from Bermuda, and we were oh, always hey, ignored. That's what I was gonna say. I'm from
0: Saint Croix,
5: Virgin mm-hmm. Islands. There,
0: there you go. in Christmas, Dad. You have been Friday, Dad. There you go.
4: Because everybody's dad has and a I literally just there. lived
0: by the beach. Honestly, it's like every day I was on the beach. Yeah, no, Bermuda's the same way. The entire country is, yeah. the entire, <laughs> the entire country
4: is five miles wide. Uh-huh. I would run away once a week. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be back. I, I grew up in, the, I grew up in, in Jersey. I, my mother was born there, but I spent a lot of time there when I was younger. I'm bringing this up for a reason. <clears throat> when you talk about diversity, someone looks at me and they say, oh, Black well, woman from Brooklyn. But my mother is from, from Bermuda and my father is from Jacksonville, Florida. So, in, in terms of my family, I'm considered mixed. <laughs> see, but that doesn't, but see what I'm saying? That, that's something that doesn't happen when you come here. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan can but these are the kind of things that I'm talking about when I'm talking about the diversity in Black Panther, because each of the different, even if you're gonna look at, for the movie itself, the different tribes, the War tribes, the, the um, merchant tribe, the priests, everything, they're different tribes and they're all represented within the country of Uganda. But then if you're going to look at the actors, it's diverse. Lupita Nyong'o is Kenyan and uh, Mexican. Um, Danai Guerrero was born in Iowa raised in Zimbabwe. Um, uh, France, um, Florence Kasumba, you know, move or you shall be moved. She's um, Ugandan and German. So to me, that's diversity. There's, there's like seven languages that were spoken on that side. And then John Connie, who is the oldest, which is what you do. He is from South Africa and he speaks he speaks Xhosa, Cosa, I can't click, don't ask me to, but, but that is the language that they were speaking in the film. So you had, and then Leticia Wright is from Guyana. Caribbean, not an island, that's an argument that I have. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's diversity, and that's the diversity I'm used to seeing that nobody else recognizes. So that's the kind of thing, and the different stories, and the different levels in the movie, like Obviously, the female agency is wonderful. Um, but the fact that every, like you said, it was a well-told story, but it was an ensemble cast, and everybody had an important part to play. How often do we get to not just see, you guys are all creators, how often do we get to create characters that are different, different <clears throat> levels? Every time I get a chance, I try to squeeze something
0: in. I was literally right now, um, and I'm like, to say I'm to the ladder, vampire <laughs> hunter D <Yeah. laughs> So, and I'm trying my best to put like dudes with dreads in the background <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm black women little things in there in here and there um,
4: well,
1: at least for my own webcomic uh, it was important for me to have a black female lead but it was also important for me to have more than one black female character so because you know there's, so often it's like having just one therefore has to represent like the whole of it but the fact that i have you know like a black female character who is fat that's my lead but also i have a black female character who is trans because i feel like there's not enough of we have just the one which makes you think that okay, so therefore all of the characters, uh, she's representing all of the black girls. She's not. There's so many different kinds of black girls, and it was really important for me in my story to have like, even if it's just two characters, you can't therefore consider like she's of the whole. She's not. You
4: know, I mean. you're absolutely right, and and that's really important even within our own community. If, if you and I were talking about this um, yesterday. Can't tell you how many even black panels I'm invited to speak on, and <laughs> I'm the only Right. So, so the diversity within our own things Well, you know, there's more of us, right? Yes. <laughs> well,
0: but also, I mean, historically in the Black community, there is a pressure to be the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if true. you are the one among them, there are certain things you can't say, you can't act, you can't, you know, yep. you, yeah. become, you become limited. yes
4: yeah. Now, actually, to that end, let's talk about villains a little bit mm-hmm. because. So there's many times that a lot of people don't like the black villain because they don't like no 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 we can't always be seen like that. I don't have a problem if there's a black villain as long as there's more than one person of color, black person in the film. I I don't mind those levels. I just we're not Highlanders. There can be more than one.
0: But your mom and your grandmama would say no!
4: Yes, you're right. You can't it's do, do that. Thing. We, we
0: have to be very careful how we With present. Respectability politics, yeah.
4: Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, wait, well, let's talk about that a little bit because I think when we're there's a lot of talk respectability in respectability politics. What do, you, what do you guys think about that or do? I know Ryan didn't watch Luke Cage because he do not watch
5: Luke Cage. <laughs> did anybody else watch Luke Cage? Yes. <gasps> oh,
4: I've seen Luke, Luke Cage. You did. Oh, okay. Come on, come on. So, because <laughs> it came out
5: to you, so <laughs>
4: <laughs> You walked Jamaican.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you waited. Know? No, no, but, but the respectability
4: politics. Uh, for, for, those of people, for those of you who don't understand that term, who would like to be someone who was
5: I'm one of the ones who doesn't understand this. You better explain it. Oh, damn it Jim. No, actually,
1: you explain it. Okay. Um, well, I guess the way I would explain respectability politics is sort of like the idea of in order to be an upstanding model black person, you have to present yourself in a certain way. And if you don't, then you're embarrassing the race, which is like what your grandma meant.
4: Right. right, right. Yeah. But there's yeah. now a phrase for it. It's what all the kids exactly. <laughs> are using this term. Right. Um, but yeah, the first time I heard it, I was confused. And then when I heard that description, I was like, oh,
1: right, yeah, my grandmother. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The older generation that's kind of like, well, you have
4: to, like, you can't
1: look this way, you can't talk this way, because if you do, then then you're, very, you're giving us a bad name. That's
2: And to right. be very specific, it means acting whiter so that we fit in with white people better.
4: Right, which becomes very confusing for those of us who are from immigrant families who move into neighborhoods that just... Have Happen to have a house that's affordable and don't realize it's a white neighborhood, <laughs> <laughs> and so then you grow up with this respectability politics thing actually put on you. Well, and I'm bringing this up because there's a lot of people of color not wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. We mean acting whiter?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and looking whiter too. You know, like no, no, no. Practicing. Let's go
0: back to the acting white because this is this conversation I had the other day about I defining blackness. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's. It's funny because there's outside definitions and there's inside definitions. Mm-hmm. And both can be equally toxic. Yes, they can. You know. Um, is that
5: what you oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> No, because anyway, I was having a conversation
0: about... For those of you who don't know that, who that is, that's a pet named Slickback. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> he remembers. Right. No, but there's this thing that, you know... Black to, to be real, keeping it real, keeping it, keeping it, you know, black means you know that you can't be educated, and if you're educated, you're white,
5: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And to me, that is as much a slave mentality as anything else. I mean, that's internalized oppression, you know.
4: So, no, but at the same time, there are. This is where I bring up black people yeah, right. because yes. a lot of people, black people. Like myself, who grew up with like with a certain standard of excellence in terms of education and things like that, and my mother is from a British home colony. I could have lived in the VJs. I was still going to speak the way I, I was going to still speak proper English because I was raised by a woman who's taught the King's English, which is how it was in my house. So, but so often we are judged by our speech. How many times have we been asked or told by people outside of our race? Oh, you speak so well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. That happened to me mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, one that part? happened to me too. A girl <laughs> <in the classroom. laughs> She's like, she like why, do you, why do you talk white? And I was like, what do you mean, What do I talk white? I'm just speaking English. Because, you know, I just came to America, and I'm just speaking. And she's like, why do you talk white? But, right. you know, so it, that was, like, one of the first, like, elbows in my head that made me like Okay, here.
4: How should I talk? Am I pronouncing my R's right? But then you, but then you drop your accent real
0: quick. Oh yeah. And oh yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They trust
0: me. I've been bullied multiple times
4: So let's let's flip this on the script. Flip the script a little bit. I don't know if I said that wrong because I got not play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the concept of uh, not. Down and not taking care of your own, and try to aspire to be something that you're quote unquote not supposed to be. Well, let's talk Killmonger for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, Killmonger in this movie, and all the things.
5: Well, he in movie.
4: Now, here's the thing Killmonger, I personally, I feel like Killmonger had the right idea, wrong execution, and there was too much personal pain, torn up in that he's a very, very tragic character. But <clears throat> Killmonger would be the type of person that would say, like, yo, you know, you're either, you're either trying to help the people who you're not. Okay. <laughs> you don't sound like
5: you're, like you're helping us, therefore you're an enemy. That's kind of the
4: way he was speaking by the end of the when he just to like, I'll put anybody in the ground, ask, even, please, any, anything like this. So that was one of the things that I, actually, I got from his character. He's multiple layers. Again, mm-hmm. Phil's making, making a dad face at me very it <laughs> so,
0: Well, because it, it sounds like you, you're tying political action, acting politically, you know, into, because what we were just talking about, how you act, mm-hmm. you know, how you walk, how you speak, you know, I don't think, I don't think Killmonger...
4: No, we're not supposed to do that, but I think a lot of people do.
0: What do you
5: mean?
4: I think a lot of people, especially on social media, will tie in the way you speak, you discuss or the side you take in a certain argument on mm-hmm. something, even if that argument is isolated, on your entire political, socioeconomic economic you know, position. Mm-hmm. So the, and, and that's why I think sometimes, that's why I brought up the, because I think there are certain people out there that have laughed on him in a certain way. Right. That I'm like, I don't, did you see the same movie? I saw <laughs> <laughs> um, But I do want to talk about that character for a little bit, because we're also talking about villains. Or I will say, I don't want to call him a villain. I want to call him an antagonist.
0: Right. So, let's talk about Um, how character for me? You know, he, um, yeah, he's, he's Malcolm. Just, he, he's just, okay. Malcolm X, pre-El Hajmalik Malcolm X. Okay, pre-El Hajmalik, okay, okay. You know, um, he is the military. Um, he is necessary. <coughs> you know, without Malcolm, Martin wouldn't have got nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and in this movie, without Malcolm, you know, T'Challa never gets to where he needs to be. You know, the the thing that I love most about this character in this movie is the quality. Of it. I mean, he's probably the best antagonist in a superhero movie since alpha Pacino's Doctor Octopus. You know, fully realized, fully fleshed out, and you care about him.
4: You do, and he comes as my
0: mother would say, he comes by it honestly. There's yeah. a lot of, but a lot of
4: his. Impetus and focus is from pain, and you see where he comes from mm-hmm. when he was left. Yeah. In of when he finds and when he find out what he was left for, if you it, instead
0: of being a narrow power that he's angry and further. Well, and that's funny because that's just me. That's what makes him a quote-unquote villain is what you talk about the, the personal vendetta. Mm-hmm. Like he has sort of principles, but it becomes very clear very early on. But his principles take a back seat to his pain, Yes. You know, and that's why he can't be the hero. That's why he cannot be the black man.
1: I, I was going to say that I remember reading somewhere that, at least to me, this rang true too. is that Killmonger's, obviously his methods were less than desirable, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the way you get to his point was, you know, like, you don't want to become the new colonizer. But the underlying message was something that resonated enough with T'Challa that, you know, by the end he realized, well, listen, both Killmonger and also Akia, like, Lupita's character, like, they kind of had a very similar through line. And so it was important enough to T'Challa that he realized, like, no, I, I, I do think that this message is important. Perhaps his methods were wrong. Perhaps I should be also looking at, uh, you know, Nikita's uh, methods as well. Because yeah, this, I, I think,
4: Nikita, I resonated so strongly
1: with the key. Yeah, I ridiculous. I mean, like they were undermined, but they had the same point in that, like, hey, we should be doing more. Like this isolationist mentality is doing nothing for our people. Like we've just sat here, we've sat by for years and years and watched you know, all of our people be subjugated all throughout the world. Maybe we shouldn't be isolationist anymore. And like both of those characters had that point. And by the end, Katara was like, you know, perhaps co methods were wrong, but the underlying thing he was trying to get across was. So,
5: right. Yeah, all of Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> I get
4: a full couple sentences out of that and to kill me.
5: Yeah. I <laughs> no, say, say Jesus went well. He did No I just
2: I mean, Killmonger's like a terrific character, a terrific antagonist, but I loved I loved how they used him, you know to have that conversation about the relationship of black America with Africa and, um, it really, you know, living as a black American in this country, you know in some in some circles you're not really American and you're so far disconnected from Africa. Like we don't know what countries we came from, we don't know what tribes we came from. And so you really you, you can be really our beads upside down, we don't know. <laughs> time, you really feel like an orphan. And that, you know, that is Killmonger. That mm-hmm. is his role in the story. And so, I think the way they handled that conversation was so intelligent, and just so you know, it, it really resonated with me.
4: It, it was, and I also feel like that. The, I really feel like you couldn't have Killmonger without the child. Like, even though he was a, they were, he was his antagonist. I also thought he was almost his mirror image. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, because the thing—the thing that people didn't, no one really talked about this—and it was something that I saw immediately was that T'Challa was privileged. T'Challa grew up a prince. Mm-hmm. He had everything. He never. When, and it's funny because when you ever, whenever we use the term privilege, we're in this country. We use it to mean white privilege, many times, upper middle class or upper class white privilege. But this is a person who grew up even more privileged than that. So that's another level that he wasn't able to understand. So I think they have things to teach each other. But I saw somebody the other day with Killmonger was right t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it gave me pause. And I'll tell you why it gave me pause. As strong as... ever and everything that everybody said up here about him is absolutely right. I completely agree. But I need y'all to realize that every single woman Killmonger came in contact with, he either Choked, um, so, killed, or or harmed in some way, and so there's an old African proverb that says, "You pick up one of sick you pick up the other." So I need you to need. I, I was talking to this person, like I need you to understand that when you say he was right, you're kind of saying he's right about everything. And I don't think Kilmerberg would have had much room or need for Black women, LGBTQ, um, you know what I'm saying? Like anyone that he didn't define as a Particular, basically, as a cis-hat black male, and that would be a problem. Well, I mean, because
0: honestly, Killmonger is the villain because he is quintessentially American. Well, you know, and can I get an amen? <laughs> it's funny because I mean, the whole you know, notion behind the isolationism of Wakanda is: what if they get a hold of what we got? Right, and Killmonger is that nightmare come to life. Like, they are us. You know, he comes in, it's like, like basically, if America got a hold of Wakanda,
3: we're gonna take over everything!
0: We're gonna blow it up, or, you know, fuck it. Can you imagine 45? Like, can you imagine 45 with some vibrating? No, please
5: don't. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm first going right? <laughs> 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 say. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't blow down any fire. Do that? The drums <laughs> <laughs> <burns> all sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't need to see the <laughs> I'm
4: done with him. No, we me putting the suit on backwards and everything.
5: <laughs>
4: but I um but this is the one thing I do love about this movie, that all of these discussions that have come out of now let's besides that now. Wait, yeah.
0: there's something other there's something other, other than than black are Maybe there isn't, I'm sorry. What was I thinking? Well, is George Washington Carver a black man? <laughs> <laughs> that's,
4: that's my
5: History,
4: right? <laughs> and there's this, here's the thing. There's, um, I had a chance with to interview um, Dora Nicole, who was one of the co-writers on this film, and I, remember, and I asked her like, this is you get away from
5: your stuff. <laughs>
4: like, you know, when, when she sat up, it was like, you scared me, Calvin!' I was yeah. like, Tell me you didn't think that was gonna get cut. You like,
5: you thought. <laughs> that <laughs>
4: um, But I think what was so amazing what you said about this film was that the the character study and the fact that I really felt that Shuri is a child of a brother and sister. Mm-hmm. I have brothers, everything she said in them. I,
3: what
5: are those? I've done <laughs> 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 um,
4: but but the other interesting relationship no, is one that I also had a chance to interview Denai Guerrera, and there is a scene that is missing between her and Wakabi. I knew it. Yes, and that we're hoping we're crossing everything that comes out, <laughs> crossing everything <laughs> that comes out, um, that comes out on the on the Blu-ray, um, because there's a longer discussion between them about her role in his role. So Denai Guerrera and Daniel Kalua um, of the Border Tribe, and. That wasn't. An, those two were interesting ones. What are you going to say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you when you're doing when you're doing the work? Do you ever say like, I want this character to be for me, and I want that character to be for them? Like, who or do you? Are you ever? Have you ever been faced with someone asking you to draw or create something that you're like, I really want this check,
5: and I really don't, <laughs> know, but, but this is going to draw. And you are like, that's weird.
0: <laughs> 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 <My> <laughs> I
5: hate so but before we uh, at the end of this I have uh, uh, Black Panther.
4: the last
0: five
4: minutes or so yes the last five minutes that's how we have a little more time have 20 minutes oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have
5: scared five. me I'm like, why are <laughs> you in my room? <laughs> <minutes? laughs> the, the question okay. we, 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 right. will, we, we will, will we do allow them. them we do allow them to do right. something so I got something to give you guys yeah.
0: I'm, selling. I'm, selling. I'm a salesman. Sorry, it's not for sales, It's free. Guess what? Um, so the question was. We're back from commercial.
4: The question was: Have you ever been asked to create a character that didn't sit well with you, that you were like, mm-hmm, I, but I need this check, so maybe I'll do this, or did you did you not? Do that?
0: Um. And you are you willing to admit it in don't people? Uh yes and no. Um I'm gonna say no, I mean for the most part, um all characters I've been given it's never been an issue mm-hmm. to create anything it's always been smooth. Um there was one time I had a job that I had to create a uh, 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 this cast of characters and the guy didn't want me to rip off like the X-Men and you know, it wasn't like once you make a bunch of black guys. It was just you literally wanted me to rip off the X-Men and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I could really say that I ran into. That. I'm like, I refuse to sell out for your money. I can't.
2: Okay. Um, but, okay. As, but as
0: far as like uh, uh, some something more cultural, you know, I've never really had anything that came across my plate that said like, uh, this guy, is, he's he's like this the, the, the most you know iconic black guy you've ever seen, and he has all the Afro pics in the air, who I'm mad he has all the approval.
4: I've never <laughs> had it.
5: <laughs>
4: Phil, have, Phil, have you ever been in the booth and somebody wanted you to say a line and you were like, "Let's try it this way"? I'm trying
0: to remember. Uh, I, was, I was actually about to throw it out. Like, is there anything I
5: just like sold out on? I, I, <laughs> um, but I did actually remember one. On this, this is so did bad. they want? Did they want? You know, well, a or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Back on that TV there was a sketch mm-hmm. that they handed me um like towards the end of season two and it was uh it just looked like real stereotypical like a dude shaking his booty with an afro dancing around. What like, oh, racist bullshit is this? No, no, thank you. But then over the summer, like that thing came back up in my head like a thing because it was sort of a, a 70s, you know, exploitation guy, but, like, he was now, you know, in his 70s, but he was still holding on to that bottle like, There's actually something kind of funny about that. And he's like, you know, and I went back to the light, I'm like, hey, we're going to sketch that out through the case your <laughs> <laughs> i am thinking about that. Yeah, I think there actually might be something, no, it was, it, it was just a of, I'm like, no, I think, and then we stopped when we dug into it, and it actually became this, it was the one of the uh, Funky Walk Dirty Talk, which is this, this uh, character, this sketch, it was like a talk show. As yeah. there's this dude who is called yeah, Desperation Lee. You know, he was from the 70s. and had his big afro and all his beads and everything. And he would walk funky and talk dirty. <laughs> and that's all he did, and it became like, our little interview show on the show. I'm sorry, but he's like my uncle. Right, exactly! <laughs> you should call him Jive Turkey or something. Because at first I saw the outside of it, and you, you see things, because we have people in our lives That's what who I'm look saying. like stereotypes. <laughs> but then you realize, but well, they a real person. I mean, like, you know, I had an yes, uncle. Yes, and
2: they had the barbecue as we speak. Right, I, I had
0: an uncle who became a character on Futurama. I mean, he was literally a, a Baptist reverend named J.C. <laughs> they all named J.C. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, I mean, he was every stereotype you could imagine. Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know, couldn't, couldn't finish a sentence without saying this stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> person, like, you see him in real life, like, Damn it, you eat
0: cliches! <laughs> <laughs> and, but then you, when you realize that you can embody it in that way that makes it, you know, grounded and real, like, there's nothing that needs to be offensive, you know, just because of the Uh um, But I think it has a lot to do with the writing where it comes from. Right, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of things that just sucked. They weren't necessarily <laughs> offensive, Man. except on a, you know, uh, quality
5: level. <laughs> <laughs> Because to me, once you really fail your sensibilities, it would have to be kind of good.
0: You know, otherwise it's just like, you know, okay, this is just as bad as every other character in this show. So let's just keep moving.
4: So let now let's then now I'm gonna try really hard to move on for the last few minutes away from Black Panther a little bit. And just talk about now how can we use this new path like your parents. Show me all the all the Black Panther arguments. And like, I have had several people, i told several people, if you have any, if you're an independent comic book creator, and you have any people of color, any black people in your arsenal right now, I suggest you use them. Because this is, it's, it, there are now, like you said, there's going to be people out there who miss them. But I also think there's a lot of books, and comics, and graphic novels, and things like that, that are going to come out. And there's going to be, I think, a light shown on independent creators. Because of this, because of this gigantic, oh, there is a market for this. So, how, how do you think now they'll move differently in terms of their marketing? Or, in terms of, I don't think anybody up here is going to change the character that they create, but how are you going to maybe market them? Or do you, or do you think Black well, are not going to have any effect at all?
1: Nine. <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah, yeah nine. Cool. Um, let's see. In terms of in terms of marketing, I mean, obviously the the stories are different, like with the dating versus like with But the idea that you know there might be more people out there checking for stories with like black leads, like there might be people who are it, now this is getting away from me, but there might be people who are now suddenly like inspired to create, like mm-hmm. you know characters where they maybe might not have been for Now they're saying, like, look how well this movie is doing, like how excited people are for it, and that might be like the chardonnay arm that they need to like find say, you know, I am gonna start my comic, or I am gonna finally start writing my story, or whatever. It may be the, the fact that the response has been so amazing. It makes it, it makes it like so exciting to, to create, to be out there, to say like, I, I have a story too. I have things that I also wanna like show you. Um,
2: it. No, I, don't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't see anything changing for me specifically. I was already writing for black girls and I continue to do so. I hope that you know more readers and writers will have the confidence to seek out the stories that they love um, to you know write those stories about their experiences and also, you know, look for characters that reflect their experiences. Um, But for the most part, it's, you know, just business as usual for me.
4: So do you think in terms of, like, direct market, it will affect, like, do you think maybe you'll approach other stores or venues or some of your independent stuff? God, I don't know.
2: See, (laughs) I mean, I, okay. Like, I'm traditionally published, so I don't have to worry about that stuff, they do it. Nice. You know, my publisher does it. This Um, is what happens when you win awards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh... So, you know, approaching comic shops and bookstores and stuff is not something Something to do. do, yeah. So, for me, it's just finding publishers that are receptive those types of stories and honestly that's why i write children's books because children's books are way more receptive to brown characters than mainstream comics are at this point in time i mean black panther is great you know i love that we have this movie in the cinematic universe now i'd love to see the publishing side of things catch up to us Mm -hmm. yeah like there's still only, what, four black women published that novel? Yep. So, publishers still have a lot of work to do.
4: They do, and there's still that argument that characters have put yeah. themselves. Yeah. And,
5: of course, they got it wrong a few years ago because they started reskinning everything. Yeah. So it's like, okay, keep, it's like painting a Barbie Brown. Like, we need the writers and the
4: editors to tell stories. And, oh, the stories. Yes, this panel is called Black Girls Matter, but this also applies to Asian characters, Latinx characters, or LGBTQ characters. Like, I have to say this a lot. I haven't. I had a
5: lot of women with people wearing,
4: saying, Oscar's so white. And she said, 17 times a day, she's got to tell people, like, Oscar's so white does not just mean black people. Mm-hmm. So, a tide raises all boats. Diversity, if, if it's understood properly, everybody knows. Um. What What do you think? Do you think the way you push your independent work will um
2: change at all? Um. I I I believe. Yeah, in the morning. Oh, my Thank bad. Thank you. Um. Oh, well, I I I've published both independent in, in, and in, in, with uh Marvel, DC,
0: Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC Marvel. Um. So I I've, I've seen both sides of the thing. Years ago, uh, you know, one of the, the, the top things I've learned is um, you, know, you, get, you have to know your audience um, and you have to build your brand that's going to target specific audiences. Um, not going to I try to create characters that that that, uh, that aren't pro this or pro that. They are more kind of like balanced, um, um, and, and they're fun and they create the the story driven around. Um, is is more exciting and, and more entertaining than, than trying to prove a point or anything like that. Um, okay. You know, like tell you about what I'm right now. Make you know, like myself cool. Won't so I just kind of keep it generic and grand. But you know, I don't
5: know if you know everything
0: I (laughs) mean. No, I was just going to say that um, in terms of the effect, uh, I mean, marketing wise, that I, at least from my standpoint, for for, your independent. Now. <laughs> you know, because it's like, like, why would you have that guy auditioning for a gang member party? He's the color. You know, <laughs> but now our understanding has grown so much that it would be ridiculous. You know, but it's all part of this growth. You know, we went from invisibility, actually, that's on I mean, the, uh, you know, from invisibility to inevitability. we was playing to get these, you know. About the person, And but um we went from invisibility to, you know, tokenism, you know, to uh, when we're like, well, if there's more than five people on the screen, one oh, has
4: to, you know. If there's more than five people on the screen, one has to die. <laughs> well, if, if you have more than one black person, one has to die. No, no, I'm saying
0: if, <laughs> more, if there are more than five, a group of oh, people, five, one down. of them has to have some kind That's of That's true. Nowadays, that just would be weird. Yes. You know, but now it's a point of, moving to the center of the narrative. Yep. Now, it's not just being visible, but having your stories be told. And, you know, and at a level of quality. I mean, it's kind of a sitting there watching all these Black Panthers, and saying, like, I've been telling stories all stories my head. You know. <laughs> so it's not really about you know, being the center of the narrative as much as the quality of being at the center of the narrative. Like, Black Panther said, the bar
5: it's basically to me, the Cosby show of you because
0: something came in that was black but so good that it, its excellence and its success could not be enough and it changed the you know and I think this is Check
5: out, check out my uh, independent project, Goblins Animated, goblinsanimated.org. And in
1: April, you can see him in Universal FanCon That's
5: true.
0: <laughs> uh, you can find me at Orionbencham.com. It's pretty easy. Right now, I'm, I'm across the street at uh, U11 in Artist Alley, so you can come check out a lot of more stuff I have there. And I also have a brand new book on Webtoons called Brothers Bond. Yes, you can go check it out.
4: It looks like manga. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: You can find me at Uh This weekend, I'm in Artist Alley as well. My table is B 11 And on Sunday, I have a signing at the first-second booth in the Exhibit Hall at 1.30 p.m. The booth number is 1602.
1: So you can find me at myeshaaynes.com. Uh, my webcomic is at thesubstitutescomic.com. And I also have a booth over at Artist Alley. I'm at W6. And
4: I am the Blur Girl. You can find me at the Blur Girl all over the place when y'all know I get mail on Twitter. Um, I am on the weekly on the podcast Who Won the Week for Sci-Fi. And all weekend I am at the Sci-Fi booth up on the fourth floor all the way in the back. So thank you all of you for coming and hanging out with us.
3: You can listen to the
0: Fusebox Radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Attic, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show, Twitter at Twitter Twitter.com slash radio and Instagram at Instagram.com slash fuse radio. Feel free to contact us at fuse radio at gmail.com to submit music
5: for airplay consideration.